Hi, this is former Pro Bowl center for the Buffalo Bills, Eric Wood, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on the Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. The Bills take one away from the Jets and get revenge 20-12 to to go 10-3 and on the season and keep the first seed in the AFC. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. If you are in the Western New York or Central New York area, do yourself a favor. Check out the Delago Resort and Casino. It is the jewel of Waterloo. I'm your host, Nate, and this episode we are br- uh, just did that again. We are going to discuss the Bills' victory. Over the New York slash New Jersey Jets today, we're going to give our thoughts on the game, some stats of the game, our sweet sassy molassy plays of the game, and as always, our wall of famers and wall of shamers with some help from our amazing followers on Twitter. <clears throat> but fellas, uh, going into this game, the Bills had just won three games uh, in a row uh, within 12 days, nonetheless, and uh, this was against a really good New York team. Um, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not upset that they didn't win by more. I'm happy that they won. I didn't think that they'd necessarily cover the spread of, I think it was like nine and a half or 10 points. <clears throat> but, uh, <clears throat> I think the Bills did what they could. It, it wasn't a pretty win. The weather, I think, played a huge part in it. Um, you could tell the timing was off with Josh and Diggs. Um, the, the Jets just have an amazing defense. They're a top five, top six defense. Um, and it kind of plays right into the strengths of the, of the Bills offense. So, uh, that everything considered the, the Jets having almost 10 minutes more of possession than the Buffalo Bills. Um, I was happy to come away with a win on this one. I don't think any less, especially after the last, uh, you know, three wins that we uh, talked about previously. This was a good win. Um, I didn't think Josh Allen looked great, but, uh, I'm going to go into it right now with my co-hosts. Um, I'd like to welcome in John and Mike to the podcast. John. <clears throat> Bills win twenty to twelve. Your thoughts on the win, and uh, and how are you feeling after it? Feeling good that they won uh, for sure. Um, looking forward to the next week um, to get the revenge game on Miami. Also, um, the I don't want to be a downer, but like I mean, the kind of similar to what we've talked about for the last several weeks. The, some of the offensive issues um, are still there, but they're still winning games. So I mean. Can only complain so much, I suppose. Uh, just hope that they're uh, back in their groove for the playoffs. Yeah, they hit a lull like this with their offense around this time last season. I want to say with the nine to six Jacksonville Jaguars game, um, and then as long as they get hot at the right time, uh, playoff time, um, I think I'm okay with this lull. Mike, your thoughts on the win today, and uh, and are you optimistic after seeing seeing what the Bills did? It was a great win, and yes, I'm optimistic. I don't like you guys throwing around lackadaisical lull. Last year at this time, they were seven and six, and this year they're ten and three. Like, That's what incredible. an incredible upswing! Uh, I think it was a hundred percent attributable to the weather. Like last year, we saw they'd win a game, they'd lose a game, flip flop, snip snap, right, and. And then Allen, we just got, had to get in the playoffs and then Allen just absolutely balled out. Um, so I love it when the Bills can win, especially against a divisional opponent. You have no idea the mental toll of three vasectomies can do to a man. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to come out here and say, I know we'll do a hot take segment in the, in, in the future, but the Bills are three and oh without Von Miller playing through the entire game. So I'm just going to say he was holding them back. This entire time, so it's good to see that uh, that. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, it was it was good to see that the Bills still were able to get a pass rush without Von Miller today. 
I think that I mean the offense, the Bills offense isn't good. I think that the really the difference in today's win was the Bills not turning the ball over and the Jets turning the ball over. Um I think that that was the the Jets had two turnovers, the Bills had zero, and the Bills came at they came at uh, opportune moments of the game um when the Bills really needed it. Um I thought Greg Rousseau stepped up today uh in in uh in lieu of uh Von Miller being out for the season now. Um no, that's what we've been waiting for. He had two sacks, the forced fumble. Like, it was great. And then Milano. Matt, Matt the Missile? <laughs> <laughs> what was yours? What was your thing, Matt? The Cookie Monster? Was that what it was? Yeah, no. the Cookie Monster. Oh, that's what everyone says. That wasn't yours, though. What, what was the one that we went You're the only T-Mask. one that can, they can be like, oh, what was this? Oh, you. Oh, no, that's <laughs> no, shit. That was- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I took I, credit for nothing. You just attributed it to me and then shit on me. <laughs> it was uh the angler for Tyler Bass. That was yours. So you gotcha. I remember that. So Maddie the Maddie the uh, You have a, 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 quite a a talent for bringing up people <laughs> when they're at their worst and reminding them of those moments. <laughs> it was like two seconds, man. You're like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie the missile, I like it. Maddie, Maddie, Matt Milano had a great game. I thought Jermaine Edmonds had a really good game. Daquan Jones had a great game. Uh, Bills defensive line again s- stepping up. Um, they they pressured Mike White a lot. They got him on the turf a lot. I thought I, I never thought the guy was ever gonna leave the stadium or leave the leave the bench, and he finally did. And then he comes back twice. Like the guy. I mean, give give Mike White credit as much as you know. You don't love to give the other team's players a ton of credit, but the guy balled out and 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 suffered through some really painful hits. It looked like, but yeah, Matt the missile. Credit to uh, Jason Statham, one of our listeners, for that one. I gotta give him credit for that one. Um, Matt the missile. He he does shoot through the line like a missile, and he did right up the gut on that one. It was it was so perfect of a hit. It was like uh, he just he just folded him in half. Right? Like he just, he just, it was like he was a, a card or something, a card table, right? Like he just hit it just perfectly. And it was a great hit because it was not, uh, what, roughing the passer in any way, shape, or form. He didn't hit the helmet. He didn't hold on too long. He didn't, like, I don't know, body slam him into the turf. Like it was just, just a great ga- game again by, by Maddie. Maddie the Mauler. So, yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> You know, the way that they win aside, do you ever think, so I think some fans are not happy with the way that the team has been winning games as of late, but at the same time, don't you think that's kind of a function of how the Bills were winning games at the beginning of the season? Because if you think about it, the beginning of the season, they were winning games, you know, uh, they were sitting their starters in the fourth quarter, right? Like they, like they destroyed the Titans, it was a 41-7 to or whatever, uh, and Josh Allen didn't have to see the field for the fourth quarter. The the Rams blow out. Um, Josh Allen was you know nine minutes in, he was benched or he was taken off the field. Um, do you think that that's a function of like where some Bills fans are coming from? Obviously, you guys are high on the Bills. I'm feeling good about the Bills. I think they could have done better. Obviously, there's some things that we're going to talk about that they they really hopefully will clean up by the time the playoffs come. But do you think that's where people's frustrations or anger comes from with the Buffalo Bills? Well, the, they just couldn't put them away. They looked like the better team. No turnover, like you said, the turnover differential and to just allow the Jets to hang in. Like what happened, I think what looms large is that Vikings game where the Bills had it won and they just let the other team hang around when they should have put them to sleep. <laughs> put them to bed. Like, <laughs> like you see winning teams or, or, or really great teams, I guess, closed the door at that point. So you still had unease until, what was it, 30 seconds left to go in the game? No, I, d- I disagree with that point because I don't think I had unease with 30 seconds left to go in the game. I think, I think I felt pretty good when the Bills were up 20 to 7. I don't know how many minutes were left, six, seven, eight minutes or whatever it was. Yeah, but like that block punt could have easily been a touchdown. Oh, yeah. Right? The block punt went the other way. I'd have definitely been right with you. But since so then the Jets, safety, the Jets get the ball back, and uh, I, I felt okay oh though at that point. It's twenty to nine. 
I was like, I think the Bills still got this. I mean, they're not, just as long as they don't, it's not like a, a splash play where they go 80 yards for a touchdown or something. Like, I think we're good. Um, just limit the, you know, make them bleed clock, you know, short passes, you know, short runs or whatever. Just, just don't stop the big play. I didn't think the Bills were going to lose, but that's some of the frustration where they could have put them away prior to that. Like with seven minutes to go, the Bills ran like what felt like 30 seconds off the clock, right? Mm-hmm. Run that was stopped. Was it a run that was stopped immediately? Then they tried the cute pass that was an incomplete. And then another run, like the Jets used no timeouts and immediately got the ball back. Yeah, John, how did you feel towards the end of the game? Did you feel like drought era, like they could definitely lose this game? Or was it more of a, like what, like what I was talking about, like I felt pretty confident unless like, unless they had scored that touchdown or gone for the touchdown and scored it on like fourth and one at the Bills like 11 yard line when they ended up going for the field goal. Like I felt, I felt pretty good. What about you? Yeah, I was, I was still mostly confident that they would win, but the game did seem mismanaged towards the end. Um, what was with, what was with, before you can finish that thought, what was with rolling Josh Allen out to the left for him to get clobbered by like four Jets <laughs> defenders? What play was that? What kind of play call was that? Is that one of the ones you're thinking about? Please tell me it's one of the ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's part of it. Like, if you're trying to run out the clock there, I mean, I I definitely didn't want them to run it up the middle three times because the Jets would stop it and they'd use all three timeouts and still have over a minute. But I did like the pass, but not that passing play. <laughs> you know, five-yard, easy completion, not like rolling against, you know, where you normally, like, yeah, I didn't like that. Um, and, and even moments leading up to it, and you saw it in other games, just like Mike mentioned, Minnesota, just just not managing the end of game right and like let, letting your foot off the pedal and like not finishing games. And like they play a better team, like Minnesota, then they lose, right? They happen to play the Jets, but if they need to score more than 20 points, what are they going to do? Yeah, but the Jets are a good team, though, too. So it's like, I mean, they're not maybe the Vikings, but I mean, this good, isn't like the Texans. They have a really good defense. So the Texans almost beat Dallas today. <laughs> yes. I guess that's right. one of the things I take away from this game that 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 it seems like the Jets front office coaching staff are competent for the first time in a long time. <laughs> and like the Bills have it feels like the upper hand. They're no longer the pushover that we've enjoyed in prior years. Right. Like if they get the quarterback and, and Mike White can ball out, I think at times, like they, their defense is great. Like I wish they were the doormat in the, like I wish we had, we could pencil in, oh, two wins against a, an opponent. And it doesn't seem like that's the case with the Jets now, the Miami. And I'm always a little leery of Belichick because of two decades of dominance. So it's like we don't have that doormat, that easy, guaranteed to win divisional opponent like the jets are on the up upswing i think and it's unfortunate (laughs) doesn't that piss you off (laughs) i gotta be honest it pisses me off it pisses me off i'm thinking about like it reminds me of that dave Chappelle joke he he did in stand-up where he was talking about like when he got famous in the Chappelle show he's talking about obama becoming president he's like we need to tax the rich and he's like, man, I just got this money. <laughs> like, now you're going to tax the rich? Now that we find, now finally make it money, now you're going to tax the rich? And it's just like, now that we finally have the franchise quarterback and we have a really good team, now the division is going to be amazing? Like, come on, man. Like, jeez. You know, we had like two years to enjoy being like 6-0 and or 5-1 and in division every year. And this year, we can't do better than 4-2, and <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, it's so annoying. It's so annoying to see well-run franchises in the uh, AFC East. <laughs> um, it's funny we do, you know, we do the podcast after the draft, and I always ask the draft analysts, like, how do you, what do you think of the rest of the AFC? Like, how did they do? And they're like, oh, I really like their drafts. I'm like, damn it, <laughs> that's not what you want to hear. You want to hear like, oh, the Jets really reached for this guy, or that's not a positional need, or whatever. They're like, no, I think they really hit it out of the park. It seems like every one of their draft picks, like, they got it at a great value, and they could really be contributors in day one. Like, ah! <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's go into uh, stats of the game. Stats of the game. 
They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. So you're telling me there's a chance. Well, people can come up with statistics to prove anything, Kent. 40% of all people know that. Stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Josh Allen, 16 for 27, 147 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. I mentioned no turnovers from Josh Allen and the crew. Um, Josh Allen, also the leading rusher, 10 attempts, 47 yards, one touchdown. He did have a rushing touchdown. Uh, if you guys had to give a fire emoji rating for Josh Allen out of five today, you're talking almost 200 yards of total offense, two touchdowns, no turnovers. Uh, John, I'll start with you first. How many out of five do you give uh, do you give Josh Allen in today's win? And do you grade on a curve, knowing that the weather was what it was and the defense is as good as it is? No, um, but I'd still probably give Allen like four. Four. Oh, that's that's different than I was going to give he, Mike. What about? He, he didn't turn the ball over. Uh, there were a lot of dropped balls, which you have to, you have to factor that in. Um, offensive line didn't do him any favors. I, I I thought he played really well. Yeah, lots of dropped balls. <clears throat> Isaiah McKenzie, uh, Mike, what do you think? So John gives four out of five. How many do you give uh, Josh out of five? I guess I'm torn between three and four. Um, a lot of balls looked off. Only 147 yards. Took three sacks for 17 yards but no turnovers, and it just continues to be, like, the rushing is huge in that the leap spin, I mean, that's highlight real stuff. Who else can do that? Um, three and a half? I think I'm going to go three. So we have the spectrum of three, three and a half, four. Uh, from, I thought it was uh, above average game for everything you guys mentioned. I just didn't think it was... Spectacular. Now, if I'm grading for a curve because of the weather and the defense, maybe I'd give it a four or, yeah, he didn't turn the ball over. Um, Like Mike mentioned, though, that it did seem like a few passes were just off. Specifically, I think of the Stephon Diggs pass in the first quarter where, like, Stephon Diggs was open and he just missed him by five yards. Um, there were a couple of other passes. I believe one was to, like, Dawson Knox. He put it on the wrong shoulder. Um, just stuff like that. Uh, just couldn't really get into sync with his guys. Um, and it didn't seem like it was all the weather, for sure. Uh, so so I'm going to go three with that. Um, if he had had a turnover, I definitely would have knocked that down, but um, he didn't. 21 fantasy points for Josh Allen, so not a bad day. Yeah, like you said, the, the highlight reel, um, the, the the touchdown, which we might get to in Sweet Sassy Molassi plays of the game, but that was, that was incredible. Um, Next leading rusher was Devin Singletary, who I thought looked good today. Eight attempts for 39 yards. Uh, and then you have James Cook. Not your your guy, your boy, John. Captain Cook. Four carries for only six yards. Not his best rushing game. Um, and you know what's funny? I was listening to the pregame uh, uh, radio show, and uh, Eric Wood was saying that uh, he just needs to, James Cook is really good. He just needs to lift his knees up a little bit higher because he trips and falls over uh, his own feet too often, like too easily. Uh, and I guess that's something Stefan Diggs mentioned in a press conference he's got to work on as well. So that was kind of interesting. Eric Wood, thank you to Eric Wood for uh, for doing uh, our newest intro to the podcast. So thank you to Eric Wood for doing that. And uh, and by the way, if you guys uh, if you guys aren't uh, if you guys haven't finished all of your Christmas shopping, if you need something for the Bills fan in your life, uh, check out Eric's newest book, his only book that I know of, um, Tackle What's Next, Own Your Story, Stack Wins, Achieve Your Goals in Business and Life. And talking with Eric, I, we've had Eric on the podcast before. He was just recently on with John Boccasino, a Believe podcast. Uh, if you've ever heard his podcast, What's Next with Eric Wood, um, it's, it's a super cool podcast and, uh, I'm excited. I asked, uh, my wife to get this for me, for my, for my Christmas gift, uh, tackle what's next. I mean, I just like, I, he says this is a way to like make 2023 your best year. And, uh, yeah, I could, I could definitely use that. Who couldn't use that? Right. So thank you to Eric for that. Uh, guys, definitely check that out. His, uh, his latest book out there and check out the, the what's next podcast with Eric Wood. He has Bill's players on, but he also has a ton of different, you know, motivational speakers and, uh, and people, 
of that sort as well. Um, Lee receiver for the Buffalo Bills, Dawson Knox, four receptions on seven targets for 41 yards and one touchdown. That one touchdown is just unbelievable, amazing touchdown uh, in which he like helicoptered over like three players <laughs> to get into the end zone. Stephon Diggs, the next leading receiver, three receptions on five targets for 37 yards. Gabe Davis, three receptions on four targets for 31 yards. And Isaiah McKenzie, three receptions on five targets for 21 yards. On the Jets' side of the ball, um, Mike White, 27 for 44, 268 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, and then we have the leading rusher as Zonovan Knight, undrafted rookie. Zonovan Knight, 17 carries for 71 yards and one touchdown, his first career NFL touchdown in the drought time, and even, I guess, more recently. <laughs> like, how many... Uh, how many firsts do we ever see? Like, oh, this is his first career touchdown, his first career uh, touchdown pass, his first uh, receiving touchdown. You know, first interception, first career against Buffalo Bills. Garrett Wilson, the leading receiver for the Jets, six receptions on seven targets for 78 yards, and uh, a bunch of other guys. Don't really matter. But those were stats of the game. Wait, wait, I have a few more stats of the game. Dawson Knox had that touchdown catch, which we mentioned earlier. So Knox has tied Scott Chandler for third most receiving touchdowns in a career by a Bills touchdown, or I'm sorry, by a Bills tight end, with 17 touchdown or touchdown catches. He trails only Jay Reimersma at number two with 20, and Pete Metzlars at number one with 25. So he literally gets what nine more touchdowns in his career, and he becomes the uh, the Bills uh, tight end with the most receiving touchdowns. Stephon Diggs uh, surpassed Fred Jackson today for fifth place all time for most receptions in team history. Josh Allen, uh, with that rushing touchdown, he now ties Steve McNair and Tobin Rote with 37 touchdowns for the fourth most all time rushing touchdowns by any NFL quarterback. That's insane. It's insane that Josh, it was this his fifth season, sixth season. He's already, uh, he's already fourth in the all time list for, for, uh, rushing touchdowns for quarterbacks. Greg Rousseau has notched his notched his third career multi-sack performance today. Josh Allen has the most games with a pass and rush touchdown since 2018 with 24. He beats Kyler Murray, Ryan Tannehill, and Lamar Jackson with that pass touchdown and a rush touchdown. He's also, uh, Josh Allen is also the uh, first quarterback in NFL history with six plus rushing touchdowns in five straight seasons. And the Bills ended up getting four sacks on the day. So those are stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. We are going to take a quick commercial break. After that, we'll, we'll go into our Sweet Sassy Molassie plays of the game and our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers. So stick around. Welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. This is our recap show, the Bills defeating the Jets 20-12. to I'm your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm with, our co- I'm with my co-hosts, John and Mike. And let's go into Sweet Sassy Molassie plays of the game. Sweet Sassy Molassie. Get out the checkbook and pay Grandma for the rubdown. John, I'll start with you first. What was your Sweet Sassy Molassie play of the game? Um, I, I, I guess I'll go with the Knox touchdown. <laughs> the Knox touchdown? Yeah. I guess, yeah. Why not? That was good. He got, you know, he flipped over uh, and over at the goal line, got in there. Nice. Got in there. Did you think he got in at first, or were you? Did you have to see the replay to to put it? No, he uh, definitely got in, and then and then the replay just confirmed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that broke the seal. The Bills went up seven to nothing. It was the first point scored in the entire first half. So seven nothing. I like that one, Mike. What's your sweet sassy molassie play of the game? That's a good one, but the play is the sweet sassy molassie is the play that got him to that one is in the. With a minute, minute and a half left in that half when it was fourth and one and the Bills lined up to go for it with the motion, Knox coming under center, uh, causing the offsides. That was a, a real smartly designed play, one we hadn't seen before. And it was good to see a play that was well designed, well executed. And I think it's what led to the points. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's... Gettysburg for sure. <laughs> Is that your Gettysburg? Let me finish my sweet sassy molassie before we get into the Gettysburg. But 
That's that's my sweet sassy molasses. You play the game too. The the fourth and what was it? Fourth and one. Uh, fourth and one. Yep. And uh, it was the Bills were at their own like thirty five or something. Like there was no way that they were gonna go for it and give them the field. You know, with a minute and a half left, like you said, Mike. And uh, but Dawson Knox went under center. What a great play call by Ken Dorsey and C.J. Mosley. Uh, of the Jets went up and over and tackled him and uh, first down great play call ended up working to the Bills benefit uh, they ended up actually getting points out of it they got the seven points uh, Dawson Knox touchdown that followed that John mentioned um, that's 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 my play because I didn't think that that was going to happen that was so amazing it happened and uh, and who knows it might have been the difference in the game it might have been the difference in the game so John, that is your Gettysburg of the game. That's your 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 turning point in the victory. Yeah, that that's actually why I hesitated when I said the Knox touchdown because I was originally going to say the fourth and one play, and they're like, "No, that I can use that for my Gettysburg and use the Knox as the is is my sweet sassy." But I mean, they're interchangeable, I guess. That's not your fault, John. That's Nate's fault. No, I don't think it's my fault either. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good one. I don't really have a better one for the Gettysburg because it was kind of like that was so significant of a play. I mean, you could say they're both. They're both. They're both. Um, Mike, you don't have a Gettysburg that's different than that, do you? Well, I think I, I, it, it depends how strictly you define it, I guess. But the Bills were up 14-7, um, knocking White out of the game for the first time, and Flacco comes in, and the first snap is a fumble. I thought that was a huge play. Yeah. Rousseau with the sack and, and the fumble. Uh, yeah, recovered by the Bills right after. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I had that one on the list as well. Not a, quite as as good as the Knox, uh, you know, uh, getting the, the defense to jump, but <laughs> it was a good one. I like that one. All right, let's go into our Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame. Let's start with the Wall of Fame. Wall of Fame. I am going to... I'll do this one first. I usually never go first. Uh, I'm going to put Greg Rousseau on the Wall of Fame. Uh, first game without Von Miller. Uh, he is. We already knew he was an elite run, defend, uh, run defender. Uh, he showed up today in the pass rush in a, in a big way. Um, I think he helped swing the tide. To, that's why it perfectly goes in with Mike's Gettysburg of the game because that was Rousseau's sack. Uh, and he was just... Besides the two sacks that he had, uh, I mean, he was getting pressure. It seemed... Um, Throughout the entire game, I thought Ed Oliver had a good game as well. Uh, but it, Daquan Jones, like I mentioned, had a good game. But Greg Rousseau, I thought, stood out uh, more than anyone on defense, uh, and and for the most part on offense too. So I'm going to give that one to uh, the Wall of Fame to Greg Rousseau. Uh, John, who do you put on your Wall of Fame in the win? I had uh, both Rousseau and Milano. Um... Both, I mean, you already stated the Rousseau stuff. Uh, Milano was all over the field. Um, he had a fumble recovery, tackle for loss, a bunch of tackles, a couple of passes defense. He's just an amazing player. <laughs> I'm glad he was able to play after being questionable this week. Yeah, I, w- I was really worried. Um, some Twitter accounts were saying that like they had heard that Matt Milano wasn't going to play today. And I'm like, ah, oh, no, last time he didn't play, it didn't go so well. Against the Jets, uh, but yeah, Groot, Maddie the Missile, uh, just killing it. Do you like Maddie the Missile or Matt the Missile, Milano? John, I'll let you answer this one. I don't know. I kind of like to play off the Milano cookie a little bit. Better. A Milano cookie, know. okay. Okay, think? Milano cookie, okay. <laughs> well, you can call him the Cookie Monster. I like that one, Mike. Who's uh, who's on your wall of fame? Rousseau and Milano for the reasons you outlined. Like the defense looks like. Rousseau had an outstanding game, but the de- as, you, as you said, the defense looks like a completely different unit without Milano. He led the team in tackles, and just the hits on on White were a, a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm. You guys brought up so many good points. I'm kind of upset that I put Matt Milano on the Wall of Fame. Well, let's go into the Wall of Shame. 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 So, uh, John, I'll let you go with this one. Um, I'm not sure who you have on yours, but uh, I think we might have the same person. Um, 
So I had two again for for this, but uh, McKenzie is obviously one of them. A um, couple of big drops uh, that I saw. Um, also, the offensive line, um, they're just not doing a good enough job. And like, what's with all the penalties? How many penalties did Dawkins have today? Like, it's you, those are drive killers. You can't have that. Yeah, it felt like at least two holding penalties, if not three, specifically on Dawkins. And Spencer Brown looked like he was completely outmatched again today. Um, he's been he's been uh, subpar, I guess, to say the least. Uh, I've not been really happy. I was hoping he would take a big step this year, and it seems like he's not. So, uh, Mike, who do you have on your wall of fame? I can't your disagree with John. I, I agree 100%. Uh, one thing kind of only tangentially related, but it does make me think sometimes about th- the stadium and – the weather is just such a great equalizer. It seems like we've seen the last couple of seasons. Um, and like, you love the idea of football in Buffalo with the snow and the cold kind of like, just cause it's a tradition, but it also makes me, man, if, if Allen's like one of the top quarterbacks in the league, um, you're, you're really hamstringing. If, if we want the high, if our offense is a high flying offense, we have great receivers and quarterbacks and like, man, that's an equalizer. It, it, it when Mike White is is having a game like Josh Allen, you know, it's just it's something that that makes you think. Yeah, why the hell aren't they getting a dome? That's a that's an excellent question. <laughs> like, what is you know Peyton Manning in a dome for however many years it was is like automatic 13, 13 wins season. You know, yeah. like yeah. I, it's like what is I, I don't understand people's gripe against it it's like well that's not buffalo weather it's like well who gives a crap like who if it doesn't work for your team or your quarterback now mind you i know that they're not getting a dome obviously we know this they're not getting a retractable roof they're not getting a dome it doesn't matter it's moot but like with the way that the bills everything you just mentioned mike and the way that the bills run their offense it's a passing offense it would make so much more sense for the ground to always be dry for his hands to never get wet (laughs) For the receivers, you know, like this is this is their advantage. You could argue that they lost, they've lost games because of the weather and because of how their team has been built. Now, either now that's also on Brandon Bean for the way that he's built the team. But this is a passing team; it's not made to run the ball. Is there is there something? Is it like a? Uh, is it a pride thing for Bills fans because it's like, oh well, we have. You know, we play in the cold weather, you know. Like, do you think that there's any way that the the Minnesota Vikings fans feel less pride because they're in a dome instead? Like, do you think they give a crap? Like, could they, like you know, not only that, you would enjoy more games because you don't have to be out in a day like today, which was wet and cold, which we've, we've all spent countless games mm-hmm. in as fans. And, and we think we can all agree those are absolutely the worst. Like, any of us would take snow any day over the crap that was today, like 35 degrees and snow or in wet, like, and, mm-hmm. and windy. Missed me with that, like, all day long. You could still tailgate out in the parking lot, like, in all the snow, and, and like, hey, t- go watch the game and warm up. Like, that'd be nice. <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> Warming up by the fire of the dome, <laughs> the heated dome. Like, doesn't that sound amazing? Absolutely. Absolutely. John? Uh, I don't like using the weather as an excuse here only because they've had the same issues in perfectly fine conditions. Ah, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have a good comeback for that either. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. It's not, but I mean, it would help. It would help, you know. I don't like that Mike Mike White almost passed for twice as many yards as, uh, as Josh Allen did. Um, but, um, so... My wall of shame is Isaiah McKenzie uh, for what for what you guys have mentioned. Um, the drops. It seems to be drops in key moments as well. Um, think about the fourth down in Kansas City, fourth and goal, and the ball goes off his hands because he trips over his own feet. Um, he doesn't have the greatest hands. Uh, I was talking, so so Mike Mike and I were watching the game together, and I noted it's like. He goes down very easily. Like, like Isaiah McKenzie gets bumped the wrong way, and he goes down. Like, he's just a smaller guy. Like, he doesn't have as good contact balance. Uh, so, 
I'm, I mean, if you've listened to any of us talk about Isaiah McKenzie, like, I'm over the experiment. Like, it was nice. It was a nice thought. They signed him to a two-year deal. Okay, maybe he's something. Maybe he's not. I think we know what he is now. Um, I think he fits in in certain moments. I think he's a good fourth receiver, maybe. But the Bills need to put Khalil Shakir in. He's bigger. He has great hands, unlike Isaiah McKenzie. Like, that was one of his things coming out of college. He had amazing hands going into the draft. Um, everyone, there was, there was a common theme in scouting reports with him. I think he's ready. I think you need to get him more snaps. And like we were mentioning, like, I, um, a third friend of ours was talking about, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I know McDermott doesn't like to, uh, start rookies, but we're 13 games into the season. And if Isaiah McKenzie went out this game, like he would have to start. So you need to start like shuffling him in the fold more often than you are. Uh, I'm not saying it has to be like 90 10 or whatever, but like he needs to see more snaps than he's getting. And I know he got some snaps today. He was active. He saw, you know, he even had a target, but still, I mean, they need to get him. They need to find a way to factor him in more. Uh, over Isaiah McKenzie. I'm sick of this. It's, it seems like an obvious solution, too, to me, um, especially for what Isaiah McKenzie brings to the team. I think Isaiah McKenzie's okay. I think they can do better. It's like your family member that's dating someone that's, like, okay, and you're just like, eh, like, I think they're okay. You can do better, Suzanne, or whoever. <laughs> um, yeah, and his, his hands are the reason why he's not returning kicks anymore. Yeah, yeah we get nothing from him special teams-wise either, right? So, yeah, because he muffs the punt. But he's a culture guy. I get it. Um, I just don't care that much about it anymore. Like, I'll, I'll never be as low on him as we were, like, on Zay Jones at the end or certain other players the Bills have had that have had issues, like, dropping the football. Uh, but I'm, I don't know. I think this experiment's done. I think we, I think I'm ready to move on. Um, and I think most Bills fans are. Jameson Crowder was doing, uh, drills today, uh, in practice. Or, I'm sorry, not today. This last week, practice. I know he's on IR. Maybe he comes back in, who knows, maybe by the playoffs. He might be a welcome addition over uh, Isaiah McKenzie at this point. All right, that was the Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame segment. Who's got a hot take? John, Mike, let's do our hot take segment. I put it up on Twitter for folks that have a hot take. John, before I go into Twitter and read some of those, do you have a hot take that you want to provide for the podcast? Nate, putting people on the spot. John's the most. John's got the most hot takes out of anyone. He is smoldering hot, John. That's what we call him. So, what do you got for well, us? This, this might be similar to last week or the week before, but uh, the offense sucks. No, it take. is the weather. <laughs> <laughs> the offense sucks. Okay, that is that is a good. Uh, it, is, is that a hot take though? Because it's uh, it's obvious, right? It's not like it's that's a hotter take than Jerry Sullivan had in the press conference with Josh Allen. His his take was like this doesn't seem to be. It wasn't even a question. It was just this doesn't seem to be a Super Bowl offense. And Josh is like, okay. <laughs> so imagine if John came in and he's just like, this offense sucks. <laughs> Josh is like, I, okay. I, I would never tell it to Josh Allen. <laughs> It's so funny watching Jerry Sullivan. It's just like I don't know. <laughs> I know their I know their job. Sometimes I think they just get too full of themselves to realize that. Like I'm glad when they press players for questions or don't let them off the hook. Of like you know when McDermott sat Elam a couple of weeks ago, Elam was inactive. Like they kept asking him questions. Why was that? Why was that? But when you get questions like this, that's just basically like. You guys weren't good today. You guys were very bad. Like, that's not a question. Like, now you're just criticizing them publicly, which is fine if you form it in the way of a question. Like, do you think this is a Super Bowl offense? Maybe that's a good way to... Far be it for me to tell Jerry Sullivan to, to, how to do his job. But, uh, Mike... There's... there's the, I mean, just to elaborate, I mean, there's, there's a lot of... I mean, two for 13 on third downs. And a lot of those third downs are, are you know, third and 10, like longer... And a lot of that is because maybe Dable, or not Dable, <laughs> Dorsey, isn't putting him in the right situations on first and second down to be third and manageable. Um, I think that's an issue. The, the penalties and having no receivers to throw to, like all these things factor in the drops. Like it's just that cumulative effect. You can't have all those things and sustain what you're doing long term. 
I mean, the only thing that they didn't do is turn the ball over. I mean, based on what you said, third time conversion rate, drops, all penalties. I mean, what did they do right? I mean, they had almost, let's see, what was the final tally? They had almost 90 yards less of offense than the New York Jets. The New York Jets had the same weather conditions as the Buffalo Bills. They could not move the ball. The Bills couldn't, though. And if not for that fourth and one, you know, uh, Dawson Knox, uh, offsides that we were just mentioning earlier maybe they don't win this game or maybe it's a lot closer so john's hot take is the bills offense sucks mike do you have a hot take perhaps an opposing viewpoint that the bills offense does not suck i think it was the weather so mike's hot take is the weather. do you have anything else i was just joking about it having to do with that do you have anything else besides that one an actual hot take no do you? <laughs> my my hot. Are take you just was, asking me? So I ask you. One of those. Why things? don't you just tell me? Uh, <laughs> my hot take is that Isaiah McKenzie needs to be benched for Khalil Shakir. I don't think that's much of a hot take, uh, but I'm going to say based on this, we talked about this last week in the in that victory, that Greg Cassell clip of the Bills having nobody besides Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen, and I think that was clear today again. And when you can't get digs at the ball, then who do they do that to? Who can you do? And defend. John, John brought off the offensive line. Who do they have blocking for them that's really good? Um, Mitch Morse and Deion Dawkins. And Deion Dawkins had a lot of penalties today. So I guess it's just continuing with last week. This so is a now, little off the board. Do you think um, it's age or like, do you guys call, you guys call him Josh or Alan? I've been thinking about that. Like I, I, I've heard like more people call him Josh than I'm than I. Uh, I do, 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 like Jim Kelly. Like I never call him. Hey, Jim. <laughs> Is that because I was really young? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. That's a good point. Now that we're older than Josh, do we call? I call him Josh. I definitely call him Josh more than Alan. Or is is that is that a function of age, or is that just like the name rolls off the tongue, or is it more familiarity? Like I, I wonder about that. I'll tell you what we're gonna do, Mike. Twitter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go put this up on Twitter do, as a as a. Poll. Do you call him Josh or Alan? I call him Josh more. John, what do you do? Bro, like, I, what's your Twitter poll gonna be? I say, I say both a lot. I'll say Josh Allen. I'll just say the whole name. So is, that's why I'm asking about the Twitter poll. Is the, is it gonna be three options or two options? I was gonna do uh, just Josh or Allen. But John always says Josh Allen. I'd like to re-listen to this podcast and every other podcast we've done to see if he really says Josh Allen every time because I think that's BS. I think he either says Josh or Allen. I think he says Allen. John, I think you say Allen. Mike, what do you say? I think, I think the Twitter poll should be two. Two options. I, I would stick with Josh or Allen. Yeah. I, I love doing Twitter polls mid And we can guess at what podcast. people say. Like but I think it's also Allen. limiting is like because it's it's self-reporting, and I don't know if that's truly accurate. You know, so I say, what do you say out loud? What do you say more out loud? Right, that's the way to phrase it. I think it's got to like, be more like, how do you refer to Buffalo Bills QB one or number seventeen? You know, something like that to give it a little more context. How do you refer to the Bills quarterback, Josh? I'll do it in quotes, Josh. <laughs> so they know that it's like a quotes speaking, are good. It's a talking yeah, meeting. yeah. That's good. I think it's going to end up being Allen because if you think I about, I think like, Bills should be possessive. Refer right? to all the other players. No, I guess not. Bills. No, it should be. Ah, interesting. Go, the, what were you going to say, John? Just say, Sorry, just, just say to the Buffalo quarterback, hmm. then you don't have to worry about the punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> Do a poll about the punctuation. <laughs> How do you refer to the Bills quarterback, Josh? "Quote unquote," Josh, or "quote unquote," Alan. That's good. What do you think, John? Did that work? Yeah, it works. Okay, good. So we'll do the hot take segment, and then we'll go back to this one and see what how do we, it. I think we should predict. I predict Alan. I think I people don't why. know. I think people don't know what they they really think. I think so too. I think that they think. That's, oh yeah, I say Alan right. all the time. I'm thinking about other players, right? I say Milano, I say Rousseau, I say, mm-hmm. you know, like, so, you know, why would it be different? I, I probably do say Alan more than I do anything else. So, people aren't saying Matt or, you know, <laughs> Greg. I, 
Do I say his full name? I feel like I say, what's your fire emoji rating for Josh Allen? How did how do you think Josh did today? I think I say Josh. I think I do, at least, personally. I think so, too. You mean you think I do, or do you think you do, too? I think you do. Okay. Well, what do you do? I think I think I think I John think I'm more like John with Alan. Oh, so I'm the only one that does it. Well, why would we put up a poll like that? That'll be like ninety nine percent to just, one. <laughs> oh, so you just we, want me to get hammered have... on the podcast? <laughs> That's not at all. Why are you? Jeez. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I should be the one saying. You geez. get defensive so like that. Like turns uh, like uh uh. uh. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> the, the hell I do get defensive. <laughs> uh, and like, I'm the just, least defensive person I know. <laughs> is it because of age? Is it because of familiarity? Is it just the quarterback? Is it because of his name? Maybe it just rolls off the tongue as his name. Do you say Mahomes or do, do Chiefs fans call him Patrick? Like I'm not sure. I think it has to do with his boyish personality. <laughs> it's like... Uh, just Josh. He's like a kid. Not a kid, but like a, like a, like a, I don't know. Like, I've never talked to like Tom Brady as like, I feel like people have said Tom, but like, I always say Brady, like Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger, you know, like Philip Rivers, Rivers. I've never been like, hey, Philip, like, hey, how did you think Philip played but, today? But maybe, like, maybe Chargers fans did. Like, I don't know. I just called Tom Brady cheater. <laughs> See, these are the important questions that we're asking on the Circling the Wagons podcast. Is what do you call Josh Allen? We're about to get to this. We, let's get to some hot takes, and then we'll see. So you guys both say Allen. So what do you guys? But what do you guys think? Bill's Mafia says. I think in reading Twitter and stuff like that, I feel like I feel like people are going to say Josh more. But but well, here, here, I feel like you looked at the results. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Because no. you're Josh. sharing your screen. <laughs> <laughs> let's it's let's read Josh these because. Of what Mike said, because people don't know, are going to know what they're talking about or how to answer that, what they're looking at. They're like, oh, Josh, yeah, whatever. They're not, they're not, they don't know. Well, like, well, let's, let's read some hot takes when they bring up Josh or Josh Allen. Do they say Allen did this or Josh did it? Let's see what they do, okay? Bill Lasso writes, Dorsey, this is hot takes, by the way. Bill Lasso writes, Dorsey gets too into his head. He thinks, let's do this because they won't expect it. But other teams don't expect it because it's a dumb decision. <laughs> and I think it is making Josh uncomfortable. Now, that is it. That is a funny take. That's, that's, that's what so I what, always, go ahead. Why did he call Josh by his first name, but not Dorsey by his first name? Ah, that's a different thing with Josh. <laughs> it's, it's a Josh thing. You know, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> um, quick, quick uh, thoughts on the hot take is that uh, that's an interesting that's an interesting point. I never really thought of it like that. I always thought about that with Dable. Dable, I always thought Dable got way into his head. It's like, oh, they're not going to expect this. He's like, it's like that airplane thing. Like, no, that's just what they'll be expecting, right? Like, we should turn on the uh, the runway lights. He's like, no, no, that's just what they'll be expecting us to do when the airplane's trying to land. Uh, that was like Dable last year, but Dorsey could he could suffer from the same. Uh, I do over- think there's a lot of similarities between Dorsey and Dable. Um, obviously, they probably didn't want to change up the offense too much right away if you know implementing new ideas and things. But uh, I can definitely see that. Yeah, at the beginning of the season, you know, those first two or three games, you're like, "Oh, Dorsey's way way better than Dable was," and now you're like, eh, "Maybe not." Private I Joker. Think we- We've said it so much. Like I'm starting to get that semantic satiation. Like where you repeat the word so many times, it loses all meaning, and it just sounds like total gibberish to me. Like Josh, 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 Josh. Josh. Like it means nothing now. <laughs> so weird, Josh, Josh. Alan, 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 Alan. Yeah. Hmm. Josh. Semantic satiation. Private Joker 2003 writes. I'll try to cleanse your palate. The Jets are the 2017 Bills. The defense may be just enough to break their drought. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. I like that take. Yeah, let's hope that they never get their Josh Allen, though. Let's hope they never get their Josh. Um, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> <laughs> 
At least I didn't say <laughs> Alan and completely <laughs> go against what I've been saying for the last five minutes since we had this conversation. Uh, Lord Eric, the former Riven. Do it again. My ears are tingling. <laughs> <laughs> Is this ASMR to you, me saying Josh or Josh Allen or Alan? Uh, <laughs> Lord Eric writes, we have... We have no number two receiver. Way too many penalties. We look like a good team, not a Super Bowl team. Yeah. Man, Greg Cosell, a.k.a. Lord Eric, right there. Stu McCall. I'm just going to look for one that says Josh or Allen. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, this is funny. I like this one. Christy McComber writes, The movie they make based on the Bills' 2022 to 2023 Super Bowl winning season is going to be epic. <laughs> That's awesome. Basically, having to do with all the injuries. There we go. Sky Dog. Sky Dog says the O line is bad. Hard for Josh to make them look even average. To make them even look average. Josh, we got one. We got another one for Josh. All right. Big Dog writes. Uh, Ken Dorsey is on the hot seat. Ooh. Ah man. I'm trying to think. Who did McDermott fire? Who was the offensive coordinator before Brian Dayball? Rick Dennison. Okay. Rick Dennison. Okay. Yeah, he fired Rick Dennison after one season, but I mean, I think it all comes down to Allen. <laughs> now I said Allen. Ugh. I don't know what I say. Um, whatever Josh thinks. <laughs> Does he think <laughs> that Ken Dorsey belongs on the hot seat? Then Ken Dorsey will be on the hot seat. <laughs> AJ Tharp writes, Mike White has the ball has balls the size of grapefruits. I like that one. Let's see. Oh, that here we go. I mean that Jeez. Those are Inflammation. Big balls. Inflammation. <laughs> that would be bacterial infection, probably. It'd be like that uh South Park thing with uh uh Stan's dad, Randy Marsh, with uh the barrel with his testicles in it, <laughs> carrying him around town. Barreling, wheeling them around town. Todd Ferguson, right now I'm reading Todd's uh, because it might be pretty good, but also because of he he helps with this decision for the Josh versus Allen. He writes, zero running game, questionable coaching in all phases. Third and long defense is bad. I'm glad Todd brought up the third and long defense is bad. It is terrible. I should put third and long defense on the wall of shame each week. He also writes, too many missed tackles. Josh is a difference maker. Josh, 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 Josh. Josh is a difference maker. Crappy weather. Coaching challenge. Coach needs to be replaced. <laughs> Ten and three with four regular season games to go. Still number one seed, but we have to play better. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna read this one, even though it doesn't have Josh or Allen in it. Ch- Chitown Saber writes, Gettysburg play the Quinton Williams injury. Bills did nothing before he got hurt and could move the ball once he was out. I love that call. We didn't mention the Quinton Williams uh, injury. He is a game wrecker uh, for the for the Jets. He is so freaking good. Um, and when he went out with that calf injury, it was like, you know, you hate to... Can we all agree? We hate to root for someone's injury or be happy about it. But I, I was a little happy. I was okay with it. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't upset with it. How's that? Dude, and speaking of Jets defensive players being good, CJ Mosley is so good. He is such a good linebacker. Like, he is what I think I was hoping that Tremaine Edmonds would turn out to be. Now, I know that's not fair. I know Tremaine Edmonds was a different player, blah, blah, blah. Um, CJ Mosley is just so good. He defends the, minus that, minus that play that might have cost him the game where he, like, dove over the line to try to sack Dawson Knox on that, you know, and they tried to draw him off sides. Besides that play, I mean, C.J. Mosley just shut down the Bills' offense. He never missed a tackle, it didn't seem. He was, he was, oh, he's just so good. <laughs> and I don't like saying Jets players or Dolphins players or Patriots players are that good, but he's good. Let's see, Josh or Allen, Josh or Allen, Josh or Allen. Yeah. All right, let's look at it over here. Colby Pleasance in the Wall of Fame, Wall of Shame. He's right, it's Wall of Fame, Josh Allen. Dawson Knox getting their connection back. And also, Milano needs to be a pro bowler. Wall of shame. Dane Jackson and his Walmart coverage. Put me in there. I'll give you more production. <laughs> so he writes Josh Allen. He says Josh Allen altogether. Walmart coverage. I put. I was thinking about putting Dane Jackson on the Wall of Shame, too. Do you remember, like, Spanish class at all? It'd be interesting. Because it's like, it's the inf- Josh is the informal, too. <laughs> <laughs> 
Josh is the informal? What? Oh, oh, of like... You don't remember like conjugating? <laughs> Two versus, uh, what was the other one? What was the, what was the, uh, what was the formal or informal version? Yo, tu, vos, el, ella, usted. <laughs> usted. You, right? Usted is the other. Yeah. Is a, yeah, sure. Yeah, yo is I, so really. Mm. Yo hablo. <laughs> yo hablo, Josh. I wonder if like in other countries they really Certain think formal. of it that way with, with Spanish or if it's just the way that we were taught. Like from like our Spanish teachers, like if you went to another, like I always pictured it being so formal too, that if you went to another country and you said like, you know, E2, they'd be like, whoa, 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 hey now, we're not dating or anything. Just calm down there, guy. Like you need to be using that usted when you're talking to me. <laughs> oh, this isn't a good game to do it because no one's really talking about Josh or Alan or Josh Allen. Uh, they're all, oh, here we go. Go, go do the wall of fame or wall of shame. That's what. That's where one. I'm at. I'm looking at the wall. Oh, of fame, really? Wall of shame. Yeah, it's oh. it's hard to find it. So Richard W. Griswold writes Wall of Fame. Allen and Knox both overcame the elements. There's one for Allen. Milano, Groot, Oliver, and Lawson were game changers. Yeah, we didn't mention Lawson with that huge sack. Honorable mention to Mike White. Yeah, Wall of Shame. McKenzie was drop central. <laughs> the Bills' old line was embarrassing, especially on the punt block safety. Jane Jackson is a school bus fire. A straight fire from Richard W. Griswold. I don't think you can count that one from Dick because he's. It says Allen and Knox, so it, like he's keeping it consistent. If oh, he yeah. only said, if he had, didn't have Knox in there, he might have just said Josh. But because he said Knox, he probably said Allen by default, right? What if he's like Josh and Dawson? Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> like with <laughs> Josh and Dawson, Matt, Greg. <laughs> I'm doing all the people that he mentioned: Matt, Greg, Ed. And Jack were game changers. <laughs> Wall of shame. Isaiah was drop central. <laughs> Sounds weird when you do all the players by their first name. Just reading this, a lot of people not enjoying uh, third down uh, or uh, Dean Jackson. Oh, here's one for Allen. Michael Anderson said, the good Wall of Fame. Morse, Hines as a returner, Milano, D-line, Poyer, Hamlin, Edmonds, Bass, and then Bad, Allen. There's one another one for Allen. Brown, McKenzie, McDermott, and Dorsey late. Gary, I can agree with those with that, but have to say Milano great. Those sacks were perfect and no chance of roughing calls the way he hit QB. He was surg he's surgical. Surgical with those QB hits. Okay. So um, so those were hot takes and uh let me read a few more hot takes. I feel bad. I just was looking for ones that had Allen in it. Let's see. Uh, Mike Graham writes, Bill's O-line is making Dorsey look worse than he really is. Dorsey has some fault, but he is not getting help from his players. You can't get creative if your players cannot execute simple schemes. I, I like that one. I think the Bill's O-line is a legit cause for concern. I think if the Bills don't spend at least two like early to mid-draft picks on offensive line this next season, specifically with guard and potentially right tackle, um, they're going to be in trouble. Jason Statham writes, our wide receivers aren't very good. Uh, that's that's an agreeable take. I mean, Gabe Davis had that one, but then he missed one. I don't know. Big Rick writes, the Jets are a QB away from being very good. Um, absolutely, and that's why it's scary. Because not for nothing, I like Brandon Bean, but I would say that the Jets have drafted better than Brandon Bean has. Of course, they've had a lot higher picks, but I mean, you can just see how good that team is. They're a lot of those contributors are rookie players or players on rookie contracts. That's a key to success. You give them a halfway decent quarterback, they're easily in the playoffs, if not making a deep run. And, okay, okay, so we're going to go to, thanks for all your hot takes. Thanks for your wall of fames and wall of shames. Now we're going to go to the Twitter poll. What do you guys think it's going to be? Do you guys think it's going to be Josh or Allen? I think Twitter's going to say Josh. John, you think the same thing? Is it because I clicked on the tab by mistake and you yes. saw it was? Yes. <laughs> that 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 doesn't matter. There could have been like forty votes. It doesn't matter. Like, it's not until it's got like two to three hundred votes before it actually makes a difference. Before it changes, it's, it could swing a bunch of times. Yeah, it can, but I don't think it does. <laughs> if I didn't, click John on and that, I are not completely ignorant of <laughs> statistical probability. <laughs> eh, okay, all right. I didn't think about didn't think that. So, <laughs> so, so if I didn't click on that tab, you guys would have thought Alan. No. Okay. No, you just. I'm just saying we saw. 
That's what I, I, I think. I think part of it's the platform. Part of it is what you've there's heard. so many things that go into it. What you've heard, what I've read in the tweets. Yeah. I'd say it's about 50-50 in the tweets. Some saying Josh, some saying Alan. Just putting maybe. Josh first might have um, kind oh, of yeah. primed your brain. All right, so let's go see. Okay, so 244 votes. Josh, quote-unquote Josh, is 82.8%, and Alan is 17.2%. So, man, I am in the majority of what everyone else calls the Buffalo Bills starting quarterback. So, um, again, I'm a man of the people, clearly again. Um, good to see that's true. So are you guys going to stop calling him Alan then? I feel like you're, you all have a tendency to set up like a, John and I is like a straw man. <laughs> so you can attack us. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just, would that be I, accurate? <laughs> I think I just know what, what, you know, the majority of Bill's mafia thinks. I'm one of them. So you guys just have your own ways of thinking, which is good because it's good for hot takes. Uh, and other parts of the podcast, but yeah, no, I just, I just realized that's what I call him, Josh. Now you want me to do the same? Po- I could do the same poll. We'll talk for another five minutes. I'll put Alan first. You want me to do that just to see? It's going to the exact same people. No, it's not. It's not the same exact people. Different people are going to see it in different things, or they might be like, "Hey, didn't you just do this?" But then, like eight, ninety percent of the people didn't see the same tweets. Twitter, you know, the algorithms all effed up since Elon went there. You know, Elon bought it. Like, it's going to be completely. It's like I guarantee. Like another three hundred people are going to see it completely differently. No? no. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you guys lost. Anyway, so that was uh, <laughs> hot takes, Twitter polls, surveys, all that fun stuff. Um, thank you guys all for contributing as always. Uh, any final thoughts on this win, John? John and I didn't lose anything. We never said. <laughs> I want to talk. I want to go back. Of, speaking of speaking of being defensive, <laughs> I wasn't saying that you were wrong. I'm just saying you call it a different way than most people do. That's not wrong. Then a then a very tiny subset of your Twitter followers. That's what we've decided. So the Bills, now being 10-3, and three, have a greater than 99% chance to make the playoffs, 82% chance to win the division, and a 45% chance for a first-round bye. That's awesome because just a few weeks ago, there were a 48% chance of winning the division. So yeah. that's that's awesome. And there are four games done, so they just have a game with the Dolphins next week and the game with the Patriots later in the season. And that's it, their division. Cool. Wait, what are their chances to win the Super Bowl now? Did you say that? You want to take a, you want to take a stab? Uh, I'll take a stab. Uh, but just so you know, I don't I don't mind if I'm wrong. For some reason, you were super upset about being wrong about that survey. Um, it's okay. Like we're not always going to hit a hundred percent of the <laughs> of the shots that we take. So uh, I'm going to say the Bills' odds were like. 14% last week or something like that. I'll say 15%. John. 15.1. Correct. <laughs> 18%, which is second. The Eagles are first at 24%, and then the Bills are second with 18, and then Chiefs are third at 17. Cowboys 15, and then everybody else is in single digits, drops off dramatically after the Cowboys. See, the Eagles are a good example of it. See, they have the best Super Bowl odds. They just barely beat, like, the 4-10 and 10 whatever Colts just a few weeks ago. Like, they barely won, like, last-second touchdown. So it's like, no. do you think Eagles fans were upset? They probably weren't happy about it, but, like, what does it matter? Like, the amount of victory, like, I don't know. Of course, they've had good games well, since just, then offensively. It just proves that every team is good in the NFL. I mean, Houston almost beat Dallas today. I mean, like... We got beat by Jacksonville last year. I mean, this, the whole any given Sunday thing, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so Mike gave his thoughts. Do you guys have any other final thoughts before we end this uh, this tremendous win of an episode? Yeah, I mean, it's it's great, uh, Bills first seed, but it, it does seem like they're going to have to win out to keep it. Just looking at Kansas City's schedule. So while Buffalo has to play Miami and Cincinnati, and then the Bears and Patriots, 
the Chiefs have to play Houston, Seattle, Denver, and Vegas. So, well, I just said the whole, like, any given Sunday, everybody's good thing. Um, <laughs> obviously, one schedule's a little bit harder than the other schedule. So, I guess we'll see. Yeah, one's not even close. The, to the game today with the Chiefs, though, went down to the wire. Didn't Russell Wilson get knocked out, too? It was 34-28, Chiefs. Yeah. Wow. Texans almost beat the Cowboys. Seahawks played tough. Might be going, trying to get in the playoffs, right? The Bears might take out the Bills in a few weeks. Like, yeah. Damn. Right, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah. It's the definitely Lions beat the Vikings. I mean, that, that, that Bengals game at Week 17, that could be for the one seed, depending on what Kansas City, how, how their wow. game Yeah, are. yeah. Wow. The Titans got waxed by the Jaguars today. Yeah. You never know. All right, cool. So thank you guys so much for listening to us. Uh, again, uh, want to bring up the, uh, obviously this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago and also, uh, Eric Wood's book, Tackle What's Next. Uh, great Christmas gift. Also, a great Christmas gift is our T Public site. Um, there's links into this podcast. Uh, on any platform, if you are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, uh, you have to order very, 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 very soon to get uh, a shirt uh, in time for the holiday season. So please do that. Uh, check out our T Public link. We have a ton of Bill shirts. We have hundreds of Bill shirts there. Just too many. Way too many. Um, check it out there. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys all for listening. So signing off for John. Go Bills. And for Mike. Go Bills, great win. Can't wait for next week. And for me, Nate, great win. Can't wait for next week. Josh is going to ball out like crazy. We'll talk to you guys again next week. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>